Welcome to another episode of This Is My Generation, a podcast full of information for parents in the early years of homeschooling who are seeking clarity and encouragement to get through the uncertainty of homeschooling and build a thriving education for their family. I'm Dr. Melanie Bisson, the founder and owner of Generation, a company transforming education for the six plus million parents now paving their own educational path for their kids, the next generation. We do this through our group coaching program, Harvest, where parents sow seeds of clarity in their vision and goals, reap the fruits that come from being aligned in your approach and programs, stay rooted in empowerment and thrive together in community. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore This Is My Generation. Whether you are a seasoned homeschooling pro or just starting on this educational journey, the concept of mindset is something that can make a profound difference in how our children learn and grow. So that's what I want to talk about today, because I think we talk about mindset a lot, and I know that I've mentioned it you know, many times in other conversations, but I want to explore what a growth mindset is and why it matters so much in the context of homeschooling for us, because it is relevant. And especially this time of year, again, you know, I focus on how so many of us are, are in the thick of that. You know, it's been anywhere from, you know, 12, you know, like maybe eight to 12 weeks We're approaching the holidays. We're still trying to, you know, keep some sense of schedule and rigor, but, you know, it it gets burdensome and monotonous and, you know, you might be getting some pushback or, you know, maybe you're just in a good flow and need um, a little bit pushed for something else. So whatever it is, I just want to talk about mindset today. So in its simplest form, you know, I think it's worth defining, right? It's simply a belief about your own ability or a belief about someone else's ability, right? It's just how you think about what you can do. And prior to researcher uh, Carol Dweck's published work in uh, 2006, I believe, like people have really only thought about the tenets of a growth mindset. I don't think that it was really articulated much. And our professional and academic worlds really surrounded a fixed mindset and, and still do in so many places. So, so what am I talking about? So a fixed mindset is simply the belief that these abilities are fixed, right? They're unchangeable. They're perhaps, um, perhaps I can better state it as like just unworthy of work towards improving, right? So it, because if we, if we do try to improve our ability, it would just be in futility, right? That's, that's the belief of a fixed mindset. It manifests in the belief that some people are smart, some people just aren't. Or you may not articulate it like that wholly, um, like wholly in, in a sense of like complete, but perhaps you have like a strong belief that some people are creative or musical or mathematic, artistic, athletic, like whatever it is. It's the label that you are one of those and therefore may struggle with another area or be unable to achieve success in that area. And when you believe that an ability is fixed in nature, you're generally going to work to avoid failure in that, right? Like the attempt is to stay in your lane so as not to take like risks that would expose any weakness. So the opposite of it then is what we call a growth mindset. And a growth mindset believes that an ability I have to like really make sure I enunciate that and not say inability. <laughs> so an ability can be developed, right? Someone can learn 
to be smarter, more creative, more athletic, etc. Failure, therefore, becomes really like a necessity. It's valued in the sense that there's always learning that comes from failing at something, and, and it's what motivates you to push forward. It's like continuing to make progress and putting in an effort to improve yourself and your abilities. Um, I think someone with a growth mindset isn't afraid to ask for help, whereas someone with a fixed mindset believes that that a level of vulnerability shows that they lack ability. And I know that like if I'm if I'm speaking to sort of like my target audience of newer homeschooling parents, like I'm talking to a generation largely composed of women. I know there could be, you know, plenty of fathers and dads and um, men listening too, but largely women ages, you know, maybe 25 or so at a, a young end and, you know, 45 or so at the higher end of the range. I'm 40. I have young kids and I know most of my kids, my friends' kids are already in middle school. Um, so I say that because like it wasn't, <laughs> this mindset was not something we grew up with, right? Like I'm reclaiming so much of this for myself because when I say like that a level of vulnerability shows that you lack ability, like Oh yeah. Like that just makes me nod my head. It resonates because that's largely sort of like what we grew up with and, and surrounded with, you know, especially if you were just sort of in like a, a traditional school setting and sort of, you know, status quo, late Gen X type parents. Um, but growth mindset is also very much about connecting the action to the event and not the person. So for example, like if you're taking on like if you're taking the lead on a new project at work for the first time and you're not achieving the goals that you or your manager laid out, like a fixed mindset would say, I failed. And therefore, like you might wallow in it a bit and avoid that future feeling at all costs. Whereas a growth mindset attributes the failure to failing at something. Like I failed to execute on the schedule properly or like manage my time or whatever. I failed to communicate my expectation accordingly. Like whatever it might be, it's about the event and not the person innately. So you can start to see where the, this might be going with students because whether it's in a traditional school or in a homeschool environment, like just consider a student not succeeding at something. You know, so like for the sake of comparison, say there's like some type of measurable assessment or test that the student is taking, right? The student with a fixed mindset would say, I'm dumb or I suck at math, and then take actions to like hide those results. They might lie to a parent about a progress report or hide the report card, like make, this was me, like I would make avoidance jokes. Like I was the, the funny one when peers would make confident statements or brag about their results, like in math or an AP class or something. Like I was always the one to like make a funny statement about my inability because like, oh, I was so busy with dance. Like I can't possibly focus on math or like, oh no, like, you know, I'm, I'm good at this. Like I just suck at math. Like, ha ha, you know, just this total like avoidance to really feel that or do anything to change it because I believed that it couldn't be changed. Like I was that quintessential, uh, like fixed mindset student when it came, when it came to math, really. Like I, like, well, I'm sure my mom told me like encouraging things like, you know, you're smart or you can do this or whatever. Like I was never really presented with an alternative. 
And I don't think the education system really supported that mindset, like the growth mindset, because you get like the AP classes for those who were just like good at math. So they could be separate from those doing more like remedial work. Whereas, so the same student with that same like unsuccessful result or whatever on a test, if they say to themselves, I need to ask for help instead of I'm dumb, and they decide to problem solve the situation and put in more effort. And when we'll get into that effort piece in a minute, because growth mindset is not just about like endlessly grinding and obsessing over just doing more like that's very different. That's sort of like that unproductive burnout. But the student that's challenging their mindset to be more growth oriented is more likely to achieve better performance over time, right? That's just that's just having a growth mindset too. Like that's not even what happens when parents and teachers then nurture it. So you you can begin to see like why the idea of a growth mindset has become just so uh, vital and important in academic circles because it's just challenging the traditional notions about intelligence and ability, right? That it's not just something you were born with and and that's it. Um, there's just so many academic studies that are consistently supporting the benefits of a growth mindset. It's been linked to higher academic achievement, increased motivation, overall just more positive attitudes towards learning. And so this means that educators and researchers are spending more time exploring and figuring out ways to nurture it and develop this mindset among students. And that's just fantastic news for us as homeschool parents, because we're already the ones that are in a place to observe and influence our children in both the parental and teacher roles. Like, so for us, it's not just about doing well in school. It's about preparing students for life, you know, where they're going to face these various challenges and need that resilience and belief that they can learn and that they can grow from every experience. Um, but I don't, I don't want you or us to misunderstand it though, like what growth mindset is, because before I talk about like some of the common applications and like practical ways that we can foster a growth mindset, like in our homeschooling efforts, I, I do just want to circle back on how it can be misunderstood and sort of like taken too far, I guess, for, for lack of a better description. So praise, you know, is a, a potentially powerful way to shape students' behavior, right? But praising mediocre effort only leads to students producing more of that mediocre effort, like largely, right? Like nine times out of 10. And that's not what the growth mindset is about. Like you should only praise genuine effort. And this is one of the really incredible benefits of homeschooling is because we get a front row seat to seeing that effort. And we can distinguish between like trying a little harder for the sake of appeasing mom, or perhaps like getting some reward, that dollar store visit, that sticker, whatever. And the type of effort that is coming from within to better, not just the result, but also themselves. Like, I believe that we can see this even at the youngest elementary ages. And then when it comes to effort, like I mentioned how the, the quote unquote, like more effort part of a student turning around a, like a poor test result should be cautioned because it's effort in proportion, right? We want our children to work hard and put effort into the things they do, you know, whether it's school or relationships. But effort alone is not enough. You know, when students are not succeeding, just doing more of the same or just trying harder for the sake of it isn't necessarily the best solution, right? I think we can all agree on that. Um, 
actions are needed too, right? Trying new approaches or asking for help when needed, those things should coincide. And, and we know that effort is just but one of the actions that we should encourage. Like we also need to encourage students to change their approach and ask for help when needed. But encouraging those actions is really only like half of the story because you want your students to see how their actions led to their results. Like you've got to link what they did to what they achieved. And when they see that manifestation and achievement in light of their behaviors and not just like their personal value, like that's when the real mindset shift starts to take place. So where does the growth mindset concept come up most frequently in education specifically? Um, You know, I think we see it woven into a variety of like educational strategies and classroom practices in a, in a traditional sense and in the way that parents and teachers interact with the students. But again, like as homeschool parents, it's so awesome because we can adapt these practices with ease due to that dual dynamic and that increased just observational and, and interactional time that we get with our students because they are our kids, right? Like, And so when it comes to growth mindset praise, like we're, we're not just limited to the time period when our kids are, you know, like actively engaged in academic work where we're instructing them and we're working alongside them. Like we get opportunities all throughout the day and throughout the week to observe them in their play, in their hobbies, in the outside traditional, you know, quote unquote class setting work. And so our, pra- our praise and feedback should focus on the effort, the strategy, and the process rather than those fixed traits. So, you know, when you're sitting there and and recognizing something, like instead of saying, oh, you're so smart, or oh, wow, like look at what you did, like after you, you know, obviously witness them have some type of successful completion of something, you might say like, I'm impressed with how hard you worked on this assignment. And then just pausing. Like, I think sometimes we we feel the need to like kind of rush and continue to fill the gap and provide examples, but we forget that we rob them of the thought process of just like sitting and reflecting on that. Like, just let it sit for a minute and allow them to make the connection between what they did to achieve the assignment or whatever it was, right? The result and see that it's not just about them as an individual, but again, it's that action or, or the event itself. And then you know, when you think about like learning from mistakes, it's just, it's so important to see that embracing errors and mistakes as opportunities for growth is just a fundamental aspect of trying to make this shift towards a growth mindset. Because again, it's, it's, it's tying it to the action, not the intrinsic value. It's, it's, I failed at something, not I am a failure. I'm going to take action to improve something, not just oh, I can't do that. And so, you know, encouraging students to make mistakes and take risks and then learn from their mistakes is critical. And I sort of have this on repeat with Josiah right now. Um, you know, like the phrase, you need to make mistakes. <laughs> I've, I've been consistently saying for like the last couple of weeks, because whether it's his frustration over reading, his fluency words, or like getting two out of 12 math fact problems wrong, like, It's just allowing mental space for him to see that no one is mad at him for mistakes. And he shouldn't be either. 
that it's an integral and necessary part of learning and growing and getting better. And so saying like, we don't make mistakes in our home or we don't avoid mistakes. Sorry. (laughs) It's like completely backwards. We don't avoid mistakes in our home is likely to be like a new motto because I'm preaching it to myself too in the development of this business. And, and so that's always helpful. But like, for me, it's really about approaching just, I'm reclaiming this for myself too. Right. So it's, it's approaching like challenging subjects, I think with just enthusiasm, like, I don't want to just celebrate the wins and achievements, but also celebrate the journey and the risks taking and making mistakes and failing. Because this is not just like, oh, celebrate the journey and the progress. Like we put, you know, these mantras and mottos and stuff around our house. But like, do we really know what it means to celebrate the journey? Like, are you actively encouraging and talking about taking risks and making mistakes and failing? Because I'm guilty of it too. Like it's reclaiming my own mindset from growing up. And many of us are doing this right now in our homeschooling efforts. And it's beautiful. But truly facing those challenges means that if we're struggling with a subject or if they're struggling with a subject, like encouraging them to see it as a puzzle to be solved, not as a sign of their inadequacy. Like we have the beauty of letting lessons take longer, right? And I, and I, feel, I feel this among so many of my friends right now that are homeschooling and I, I'm finding the balance of like kind of pressing into them a little bit and then obviously like not letting, because that, that's the wrong word, but like just appreciating that every parent and mother will homeschool on their own, right? Like that's the beauty about it. That's practicing what we preach, but like letting things take a little bit longer, going outside of what like we set out to do originally in the frame of like letting this growth mindset start to cultivate within our children. So like even with a comprehensive curriculum, like we're still in control of their education, right? Like we got to remind ourselves of that. Like you can be a scheduled person and find value in that consistency and rigor while also still allowing space to flow with that. If if something needs to be flowed with in that moment. So like, you know, in a traditional classroom setting, like there isn't a whole lot of space for problem solving because any of the challenges they face, like there's something right after it, right? They've got the next learning unit or the next standardized test. But like those moments of confusion when they're in a challenge or they're faced with like an inadequacy are are really where that real learning takes place. And as homeschool parents, like we get to push out the next academic lesson. Like we have remembering that this is a privilege, like we get to make space for our children to problem solve we don't have to rush to do it for them. We don't have to rush to move it along. We get to nurture this and be a front row to watching it happen. Like, because it's also tied into individualized learning, right? And just recognizing that every student has their unique learning journey. And, and we aim to meet students where they're at and help them progress at their pace. And that personalized approach just aligns perfectly with the idea that abilities can be adapted because it's the part that I love about like the mixed classroom aspect that's happening in many traditional schools, but also like the benefit of teaching multiple siblings at home at the same time, right? Or just going at your learner's pace. Um, It's just, there's, there's so much 
benefit in that and and so much more that we get to do as parents and teachers in a homeschooling environment when it comes to growth mindset that I think is just too awesome to ignore, really. Um, and now, like, I believe that the heartbeat of a growth mindset is like intrinsic motivation, right? It's more than just completing tasks for a gold star or, or praise. Like, it's just, it's about fostering that love for learning that goes beyond those external rewards. And as homeschooling parents, we have just that unique opportunity to guide our children towards finding joy in the process of learning itself. Like that intrinsic motivation becomes such a powerful force and it aligns just seamlessly with the principles of a growth mindset. And so rather than like solely focusing on grades or accomplishments, like we can emphasize just that sheer satisfaction that comes from like mastering a new skill or understanding a complex concept or just overcoming a challenge. And when we nurture that internal drive, we're not just preparing our children for academic success, but we're obviously instilling in them a lifelong passion for learning. And I know that that is like what so many of us have on our whys for homeschooling and reclaiming our own education and, and then just the motivation behind homeschooling in general. Because like as you navigate this homeschooling journey, like we have to challenge ourselves too to really consider like the joy <laughs> that accompanies the learning process as that just invaluable reward in and of itself. Because I think inherently like we want that going into homeschooling, right? But we get bogged down by all of the operational aspects. And so it's that necessary and frequent reminder. <laughs> because ultimately as parents, we're not just teaching our children academically, but but we are also modeling behavior. Like we need to be the embodiment of a growth mindset. So show your willingness to learn and grow, even when it's outside of your comfort zone, because they're watching us closely. And when they see us embracing challenges and responding positively to setbacks, they're more likely to do the same, right? And and I know that for many of us growing up, like we didn't see that in our parents, right? Like there was this... Um, like veil for lack of a better word and a separation. Like I, I saw bits and pieces of like the challenges my mom faced, but there was never, um, and like not in a bad way or like unintentional way, but there's, there just wasn't this like robust communication or like it was, I'm the parent, you're the, the child. And like, so I, I'm not going to, to, uh, share my challenges, I'm going to hide those because I'm, I'm focused on you and working your benefit. But whether like they see us embracing challenges and, and these setbacks and stuff. And like, if you've got examples, you can show your children like from the workplace, or even if it's simply like communicating something that you've overcome and the scheduling of chores or your morning workout regimen or planning meals, like whatever it is that you're working on personal development wise, like we can give them a window to that as a leading example. I mean, and there's so many like age appropriate ways to communicate something that you're struggling with, but just showing them that we too are on a journey of growth, like we inspire and motivate them to embrace the same mindset. And I know it's not as simple as it sounds like obviously adopting a growth mindset is not without its challenges, right? Like we will find ourselves feeling frustrated, impatient, like especially when it seems like our children are not making the progress that we hope for. And, and this is where 
like I just I, I always come back to preaching about the importance of your educational philosophy and your why and your long term goals, because this is where they really come into play and allow perspective. Like what does pushing in one more lesson for the week because you missed a day do for everyone? Like what is ignoring the, the mediocre effort in lieu of avoiding the mental load, like the work that it requires from us to do in achieving your goals, right? Like whatever the relatable situation might be for you, like this growth, this growth mindset shift, it takes commitment and it takes time. Like assuming that you're willing to pursue it, right? Like, but these are also the moments where we can put our own growth mindset into practice. And so doing it alongside of them, like we get to navigate these challenges with patience, with understanding, with resilience. And I'm in the thick of it myself. And that's why I love like talking about the journey with you all because it's worth it and it is incredibly rewarding, but it's, it's also damn hard work too. Like it, it's tiring, <laughs> but the more that we get to talk about it together, the more that we get to say, Hey, you know, I heard so-and-so talk about growth mindset and, you know, it sounded a little, you know, maybe it sounds a little overly academic or fuddy-duddy or whatever it is, but like, just having those conversations with each other will help accountability and, and like, let us use those moments as opportunities to learn, like both for our children and for ourselves. Right. Because it is worth it. Um, and I didn't realize, I did not realize like how invigorating this conversation would be because I, like, I truly believe that cultivating a growth mindset in homeschooling can be transformative. Like it helps our children develop resilience and an enthusiasm for learning. And that belief in their own potential. It's not just for the now, it's forever. And, and sometimes it's hard for me, like, cause I get, I get riled up and excited and invigorated about these conversations and I can't like see the immediate response. It's like that, that one way conversation. Um, because these are some of like the conversations that are just so awesome and fruitful and dynamic to have, like, in a group. And so I, I challenge you to do that, to read more about it. Like you can read Carol uh, Dweck's book. Um, it's literally titled mindset. And then I, I'm going to mess up the subtitle. It's about success in life. Um, but it's just, it's the evidence that I think many of us need in, in terms of like reprogramming our own mindsets, like the beauty of growth mindsets is that it's not just about the academics and the school thing and like easily being able to brush it off as like something that, you know, just, Oh, it's a training session for, you know, teachers and principals and whatever, but like, no, it's a life skill that sets our children up for success and whatever they choose to pursue. So just like wrapping that up. Cause I'm, I always try to be cognizant of time. You know that um, I really just encourage you to take some of these principles to heart dig into them a little bit more. We'll continue to unpack it. We, we have an entire module in Harvest that focuses on nurturing the growth mindset, not just for you, but pragmatically for your children. So it's, it's inherently a part of our program and what you do. So you'll, you'll keep seeing it in our content, um, but just apply them in your homeschooling journey and just, you'll see the remarkable changes that start to happen in your child. And in their life and, and in their approach to things, because like with everything in homeschool, it's not about perfection. It's about that progress and seeing that change over time. And just this unwavering belief that growth is 
possible, right? That's why we're committed to this. So, all right, y'all. Happy homeschooling. (laughs) Until next time. If this is resonating with you and you want to be free of the uncertainty and the overwhelm, then hop on over to thisismygeneration.com and explore the options for the Harvest program and download one of our free eBooks. I'm so excited to help parents get out of their head and get in sync with their homeschool vision and plans. Our four-step process of sowing seeds of clarity, reaping the fruits of alignment, staying rooted in empowerment, and thriving in community include all the concrete ways to overcome the common mindset challenges homeschool parents face and move you into a growth mindset that will trade the uncertainty and overwhelm for calm confidence. And don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast and follow us on Instagram at underscore this is my generation.